It is Sam Sermons, and this is my brand new podcast called What Do I Do Now? This has been a passion project I've been really working on since the pandemic started, and I just wasn't sure how to get it done or how I was going to start it. But I knew I had to do it because it was something that was needed. It was a void that I feel isn't currently being nursed. And I just want to have real conversations with real people, people that I know, people that I don't know, and start conversations that can lead to a deeper discussion. And this one is one that I knew I wanted to start with. So with no further ado, the first episode, season one of What Do I Do Now? This is Sam Sermons, and it's the first episode of What Do I Do Now? Um, a, my new podcast that is centering on motivating and inspiring people with their own stories. I think everyone has a story, especially right now during this pandemic and even before the pandemic. I genuinely feel that there are a lot of stories that need to be heard. There are a lot of people that need to be championed and given a platform because their story is something that you've dealt with, something that you're dealing with, or something that you may end up dealing with at some point in time. So I'm getting the great people, I'm getting the great stories, and we're just going to have a great conversation for this podcast. So let's get right into it. Episode one, what do I do? I'm talking with Kerry Green. This is someone I've never met in the physical, but I feel like I know him through the timeline and everything else like that on Twitter. So she's at Gumption Raw. Definitely make sure you follow her. Timeline killer. She's popping out here in these streets. But um, <laughs> I really, really want to get the pleasantries out the way. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm feeling blessed. This is exciting for me. Really, I think what I'm trying to pull out right now is something that's going to be meaningful for a lot of people. And I had to start with you. I, I I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I need to just get Carrie on the line and just really rap with her on some real talk. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much for that. So before we get started into the real nitty gritty of what do I do now, I just really want to check in with you as a person. How are you doing in dealing with this difficult time that we're in right now? Honestly, it's not terrible for me like before COVID my son runs me ragged on sports so it just gave me more time so I appreciate the time that I have now even though it's crazy it is definitely crazy it's definitely different but what sports does he play lacrosse basketball football so you never have an off season you are obviously playing all year round all year round nice I I like that I like that (laughs) so is he taking it seriously is he looking at playing collegially what's going on with that so he plays for a tournament lacrosse team that recruits for college. So fingers crossed he gets recruited right out of high school for lacrosse. He does want to do basketball professionally, but he doesn't take it as seriously as he does lacrosse at this moment. So we'll see. I'm glad he's got options. That's a beautiful thing. As someone that used to play multiple sports, um, just when you get ready to narrow it down and get to the nitty gritty, um, you have fun in the process. So I hope that works out. I agree. Well, first off, well wishes to your son in his lacrosse season, upcoming year. Hope it's a really, really big year for him. But now I want to switch gears to the actual topic of the show, and it's really centered around love. And me, myself, personally, I've not been the greatest in that aspect. But if you could share with me and the listening audience about your husband, Marquise. Um, I met my husband when I was 19. He was 23. And we just kind of instantly fell in love. We were living together by month three. And then we spent 10 years together before he passed away. We have two beautiful kids. So just kind of knew that that was my guy from day one. 
There was no doubt. I definitely want to dive into that because there's a lot of people that say they met their person. It was love at first sight. The chemistry was there. The sparks were there. But you also know there's a flip side to certain things. Some people like to still play the field and do their hood rat things with their best friends and have multiple options. So I'm just looking for, like, what exactly made Marquis stand out from everybody else that could possibly talk to you, were interested in you, had shown interest, anything. What made Marquis stand out for you? Honestly, we worked together. So we had, you know, a rapport. And then we went on lunch one day and he kissed me in the car coming back from McDonald's. It sounds so crazy talking about it, but he kissed me and that was it. I just knew I didn't need, I was doing all the hood rat shit with your friends and having a good time. And I just didn't need to do it anymore. So fast forward, you know, you end up marrying Marquise. You end up bringing two beautiful babies into this world. What was it like being both a wife and mother for your family? Honestly, I loved being a wife. Like, I loved it. We had, like, this cool little family unit. Like, he didn't have a lot of family. I don't have family at all. So, like, we just we were this tight little running machine. And it was dope. That's amazing. What's something that, you know, was a memory you have with your entire family that still resonates with you today? Even now, we have roast battles. Like me, my husband, my kids, we would just light each other up all day long. And then, you know, it would be a competition. Like my husband told the worst jokes ever. Now my son tells the worst jokes ever. So the reigning champ in the house is my daughter. We still <laughs> we still do that even though he's gone. But we were just known for that just having a good time. That's what's up. I need you to share with one of the roasts that one of the kids, you or Marquise, let off one time to just, like, shut everything down. So, you know, um, head, shoulders, knees, and toes? Of course. All right, so my husband had really crazy-ass feet. I'm not going to hate on my husband on this podcast, but (laughs) he had these crazy-ass feet. And my daughter, he had his feet out. He was sitting down playing the game. And she walked up to him, and she was like, Daddy... Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. What are those? And she like started Daddy. laughing at him. <laughs> he was so mad. He was so mad. He was like, she's right. She got it. She's been the champ ever since. And she's the baby. Really? Yeah, she was five and she lit him up. Wow. That actually says a lot. <laughs> to quickly reset the conversation, it's been a little over three years since Marquise has transitioned. Correct? Yeah, just turned three years, July 7th. So three years ago, you had to ask yourself, whether out loud verbally or even to yourself subconsciously, a question. And it was a really big life change because you went from being a wife to a widower. So the question that is the basis of this entire podcast is, what do I do now? So my question right now is, in your what do I do now moment, what ensued? What was the next move? Oh, honestly... I just put my kids on my back and kept moving forward. It was so traumatic. Sometimes I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around like, damn, he's actually gone. But when you have two kids, it's not if it was just me, maybe I don't know if I would be as as far along as I am in my in my healing. But when you have two kids who didn't deserve to lose their father, I wasn't going to let them lose their mother, too, mentally. 
Right. One thing that I've learned in the course of this year for me personally is that this is my first year without any of my grandparents still living. So I'm living a year of first. And obviously your kids had to transition with their year first without their father. How are you able to help them navigate through that as well as yourself? So I lost my dad when I was 10. He had liver cancer. And my mother, she was always not that good of a mom. So after he died, that didn't change. But she really shut down after my dad died. And so when my husband died, I literally did everything I wanted someone to do for me, for my kids, immediately. Like we immediately went to therapy. I went to Walmart and I had picture books made so they could walk around with pictures of him when it first happened. And I had his t-shirts made into pillows with, you know, like he called my son his right hand man. So that's like etched in the pillow of one of his favorite LeBron t-shirts. Like I just did a whole bunch of small things and I continue to do like small celebrations of my husband, his pictures are all over. But therapy is so important, especially for kids. They kind of get tossed to the wayside in grief. People just think that they're okay and they're not okay. So I just did everything I needed as a child. For them, which is incredible. Like a lot of people forget that how we felt Growing up, you know, it, it, it doesn't really go away. It definitely follows us and it shapes us to who we are today. Yeah, I agree. Well, Carrie, I do want to thank you for just being so open, being so transparent, being able to share some things that isn't the easiest to share. And I'd like to pose one last question. If there's one thing that journaling through your life changes has given you, what would that one thing be? So I started Gumption Raw because people thought I was too sad after my husband died. So I couldn't express myself and how I felt. So journaling for me has been a source of healing because I don't have to have any trust in 144 characters. I can just lay it out there for someone else to feel me or if they don't feel me, they don't have to. You know, So it's been essential to my healing because I wasn't able to express myself for so long. Well, now that brings me to this question. Where do you feel you are right now in that grieving process? Are you fine with where you're at? Do you feel like you need to be further along? And I know for me, the grieving process is going to be the marathon. It's not going to end. There's no set finish line. But are you good with your progress and your process right now? I'm definitely not good with where I'm at. It's an everyday choice. And I think people get lost in rushing through grief. Like, I don't even look ahead anymore. Like, every day is a present day choice for me to be better, to be positive, to make the most out of my situation. So I just worry about right now, today. How can I survive it today? Which is why I send out that good morning tweet every morning. Because every morning, I'm not the only one making this choice. We don't have to let it be the entire day. So am I good with where I'm at? No, I don't think I'm ever gonna be good with where I'm at, but do I know how to make the best of my situation and not let me drown because of it? Yes. So hopefully maybe one day I'll be able to look to the future again, but for now, I just focus on today. And handling today is how we get through to our tomorrow. So I definitely Mm -hmm. think that's a great place we can end this conversation with, but I do wanna give you the platform to Share, you know, your website, share how they can reach out to you if they like something that they heard, 
to reach out to you directly, how can they get a hold of you? So my website is gumptionrawnut.com. On the website, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is gumptionraw. You can email me via the website. You can DM me. Um, once we follow each other, you can DM me. I'm always here. People reach out to me every day, all day with questions and advice and, you know, just looking for someone to vent to. So I'm always here. You can reach me anytime. I appreciate you even giving me the opportunity to ask you these very, very personal questions. I know this hit home for a lot of people, and I just appreciate your transparency to this process. I'm getting ready to take a lot of people on. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I think this will be great. So good luck with everything. And that does conclude my first episode of What Do I Do Now? Again, special thank you to Gump for sharing her story. Special shout out to her daughter who just celebrated a birthday. I definitely did not want to forget that. So much more I have in store for this podcast. So many great guests I have this season. You don't want to miss out. Make sure you subscribe. However you're listening to this right now, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you are getting this, please subscribe. I'll be back next Monday with another episode of What Do I Do Now?